This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. We are continuing on in this series. We are in part three of the seven pillars of the beast system. These are areas where uh, Satan, when I say the beast, I'm referring to Satan. I'm referring to the Antichrist and all of that good stuff. But he's establishing territory in these particular areas right and these are areas where we need to be aware of what's happening around us because anytime you have an opponent you need to know how you need to fight right if i'm going into the football game i'm bill belichick i'm the head coach of the new england patriots i gotta have some sort of understanding of the of the opponent's strategy of their game plan of their tendencies okay of the things that they're accustomed to do how do they react in this type of situation where are they going to try to attack me and so um satan's opponent is humanity because he knows that his days are numbered he knows that he's already defeated And unfortunately, he's trying to take as many humans along with him at the expense of their salvation. So let's get into part three, which is talking about government. Okay, government is coming right after the first two discussions that we had, which were education and family. And it's very fitting because we had a discussion about family last week. And one of the reasons that government is able to be sabotaged is because of the destruction of the family, right? Um, If you look at, say, America, for example, uh, regardless of what you think about America, you know, it's very debatable. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, Some people think we have a rich history. Some people think we have a corrupt history. The truth of the matter is that in life, Nothing is 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 typically black and white. You know what I mean? We live in a fallen world. There's going to be a lot going on. But when you look at America and how it was established uh, in terms of how it was established in terms of becoming a nation, um, it became a nation that was birthed out of rebellion. Okay, and it's not so much uh, wicked rebellion per se, but they had separated from their motherland, which I guess would be Europe, right, England and all of that. They come over here. Okay, and they established something different, which they considered the new world. Right. And so this entire country, love it or hate it, was birthed out of this idea of the new world. God bless you, Sister Kiki. It was birthed out of this idea of um, land of the free, home of the brave. And so now we have government. It's a fitting time for us to talk about it because we just had the midterm elections. I'm going to try not to get too political in this discussion because I I know some of y'all don't like that. (laughs) I know some of y'all are not interested in that, but it has to be at least glazed over because this is effectively the two groups that are competing at odds against one another in our country. Democrats, Republicans, you can look at it as conservatives versus liberals, right? And if you want to throw 
other smaller factions in there, libertarians, all these different type of components, right? You got even got some anarchists, all of these different types of folks, but the main two conservatives and liberals. And so there was an expectation that there was going to be a red wave, meaning that the, the Republican or conservative party was expected to basically gain a lot more seats in Congress than they actually did because it didn't really pan out that way. Um, but aside from the specifics, um, the issue is that people are kind of grouped into two groups and these two parties are like a package deal. You ever order, you ever order, say you got Verizon Fios or say you got Comcast and they give you a bundle and you want the internet you may or may not want the cable you don't particularly want the cable that much because you got the internet and then they got the phone and you're like well i get the phone i got the line and they kind of bundle everything together that's kind of how the parties are and in our nation what's happening is there's certain people who have allegiance to parties but the parties are now bundling things in that you may not necessarily agree with. So you might be a Democrat or a liberal. I call it a Democrat. I think there's a difference between Democrats and liberals. But you might be a Democrat and you might not necessarily agree with uh, Drag Queen Story Hour for Kids, but there might be another policy that you do agree with. And the issue, the reason why I'm even talking about politics on this Christian channel is because the politics has become interwoven with morality. Okay. Politics is basically how we're all going to function around one another. And what's happening is they have incorporated things like defining what a marriage is. Um, they've incorporated ideas like defining what a man and what a woman is. They've incorporated ideas um, you know, defining uh, what's appropriate for a child. They've incorporated ideas of what a family is. And this gets back to the point I was getting to earlier, talking about why the family unit is important in relation to government, because the public is who is supposed to hold the government accountable. See, when 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 America rebelled against uh europe right um when they rebelled against britain what actually happened what or the uk whatever they call themselves when they rebelled um it took war it took strength and when you cut off the head of a family unit um, when you remove men not even just only the family but just men in general male presence uh, one of the things that men are assigned to do is to set up a standard and to basically establish parameters, right? Um, we're supposed to be, you know, men vote naturally more conservative than women. The reason why that is, is because we're supposed to be upholding values and principles. But if you remove that man out the way, now anybody can come in and insert any type of morals and principles. And so what we have now is looking at this governmental picture. We as believers can't always view this thing real time. We have to view it as what is the end game? 
See, I think the difference between uh, how people see the world in terms of government often has to do with people who have insight into the end game versus people who are just living real time in the moment and they don't see where this is headed. We who are believers, we have insight into the end game because the scripture already tells us where this thing is headed. It already tells us where it's going. <laughs> it already tells us how it's going to be. Jesus said verbatim that in the last days is going to be as the days of Lot and as the days of Noah. So when we look at our culture and we see how the government is running the culture and we see that every, you know, gradually, it seems like it's revving up now, but gradually things become more and more like Sodom and Gomorrah. Then as a believer who's read your scriptures, the light bulb goes off in your head. Okay, this is where we're headed. And so then as a response our response, first and foremost, should be prayer. If you choose to participate in governmental elections, right, your response should really be which one of these parties is working to preserve that which is closer to the way God wants us to live. Meaning, okay, pers my perspective so if I see the liberals are advocating for abortion, they're advocating for um, promotion of LGBT agenda, they're advocating for the promotion of the, the whole trans issue type things, if they're advocating for the promotion of illicit drug use, if they're advocating for the promotion of uh, of, of free handouts, when the Bible says if a man don't work, then he doesn't eat, right, um, then Many of those things go against God. So while that particular party may have some redeeming qualities here and there, I, I can't tell you what they are, but I'm assuming people vote for them. So I'm assuming there's some redeeming qualities. Um, the fact of the matter is the heaviest agendas that come on that side are really anti-Christian agendas. And so this idea of liberation and this idea of progression, we have to ask two questions. What, it, what, it, what is the public being liber liberated from? Uh, liberal meaning free, right? So what are you free to do? And then the second question, progressive, where are we progressing toward and what are we pro progressing from? On the flip side of that, if you look at a party that considers themselves conservatives, Republicans, okay, what are we conserving and what are we uh, holding back from? And I think what's happening, uh, why people see this in so many different ways is because uh, people look at some of the ills of America. So when they think about, okay, what are you trying to cons conserve? Are you trying to conserve slavery? <laughs> you know, because and I bring that up because 90 percent, I think 92 percent of black people vote Democratic if I'm if if the numbers are still what they are, 90 to 92 percent. And so so the Democrats have a stronghold on that party and black people as religious as we are, we, uh, you know, and I use that word religious, we um, align ourselves with a party that uh, has a lot of anti-Christian agendas. On the flip side, I think why that is, is because 
when you think about this this idea of conserving um, America and what America means to black people, for some people that goes back to the days of slavery, that goes back to the days of civil rights. And so, you know, when people associate those things, right, um, you, you see an American flag, what comes to mind when people associate those things? What do you really think of? Right. Um, I don't necessarily think of those things, but I know some people do. And that's why that particular party has a stronghold over the black population, despite the fact that they advocate so many things that are against the word of God. You know, when I was a a, a, a young person. I don't even know where this idea came from, but my parents basically told me, well, I basically got the idea that that black people vote Democrat, right? And I guess everybody else or white people vote Republican. So I never questioned it until I became a born again believer. And then I started thinking about the policies and I'm just like, well, this goes against the word of God. This goes against the word of God. This goes against the word of God. I can't align myself with that, right? Um, so anyway, I'm a registered independent, but getting back to the point I was making, we see that this thing is headed in a direction. And so the question becomes, what direction is it headed? So if we look at the word of God, right, um, there's a couple of passages I want to look at as far as government. One of them is Second Thessalonians chapter two, right? Second Thessalonians chapter two talks about Glory to Lamb of God. It talks about this man of lawlessness. Okay. This man of lawlessness. So let me share my screen with you guys real quick. We're going to go to second Thessalonians chapter two and just do some quick reading by the grace of God. God bless everybody joining there. Um, shout out everybody. So let's read second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one. And by the way, before I even get into this, I'm going to go ahead and send the invite for anybody who wants to chime in on this conversation. I'm asking a question tonight. Where is our government headed? Where is our government headed? You should be able to join this from your cell phone or your laptop. I know some people have had uh, a couple issues. Hopefully we don't have any issues. Uh, but ideally, you should be able to just click that link that I just put in the chat and just join right in. You don't have to show your face if you don't want to. Um, but let's look at this scripture. Now we beseech you or beg you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Verse three, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there be a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he at, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. So we need to pause right here. Because the word of God just described a man in this passage. First, they say there's going to be a falling away, right? A lot of people believe that's a falling away of some of the church. 
So there's going to be this falling away first. And then it says that the man of what? The man of sin is going to be revealed. And so the ultimate goal of the this uh, anti-Christian government that's going to be later on down the line, right? I don't know how far down the line it's going to be, right? <laughs> but Paul called it the last days when he wrote it. So I'm definitely free to call it the last days now. And so this, there's going to be this falling away. Then you're going to have a man of sin that's going to be revealed. And he's described as the son of perdition. And I believe in the word of God, there's only two people described as the, as the son of perdition. One was Judas who betrayed Jesus. And the other one is this antichrist figure that is talking about this particular figure which we might read later in Romans chapter 13, he's going to be basically ruling the entire world, right? Um, you got this beast. This beast is going to be established on kingdoms. I think at one point it says that it's going to have two horns. A lot of people say that that's the religious component of the beast. And then there's a political component of the beast. So, uh, what we're finding now is, as I mentioned earlier, the more things sort of progress along, if you pay close attention, the more that the religion and the politics are becoming interwoven together. As a matter of fact, if you are in America and you have a certain type of uh, religion and you're under a 501c3, then Technically, there's certain things that the government requires of you in order to meet that accreditation. So I'm not saying that a church is automatically wicked if they're under 501c3. But what I'm saying is that the government even has the potential to have their hand in the church's pot. Right. They, they send letters to these churches. They say that there's certain things that you can say. You can't say certain things that you that you can do. You can't do. You can't discriminate off of somebody based off of this all of that falls under the umbrella of the 501c3 so now you see how government has its hand in religion we'll talk about that in more detail when we do the part whatever part it ends up being of this series one of which is religion but you see that they're connected together right and so you got this man of sin he's going to be revealed the son of perdition and what does he do verse 4 says that he opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. So what is all that is called God? All that is called God is anything that is godly. So what this scripture is really saying is this person is going to um, exalt himself above a all that is anything that's godly referring to the true and living God. But then when it says above all that is called God, this is actually, I believe this is also saying that he's going to be above um, any other religion that so-called has a God, which is what, how we know that this antichrist religion is going to be one unified religion. As I've said before, it's basically going to be the religion of tolerance and it's going to be um, the religion of coexisting. So if you see the coexist stickers, what you'll see is all of these different religious religions and denominations, and they got all of their symbols and it spells out coexist. And the idea behind that is 
we all can just have a unified religion. We don't have to let our barriers separate us. Jesus said it this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So Jesus doesn't subscribe to the coexist movement, right? So then it goes on to say that he's that he so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So effectively it's saying that this guy is gonna try to rule the world. So verse five says, remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now you know what withholds that he might be revealed in his time for the mystery of iniquity. What is the mystery of iniquity for the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. And then that wicked be revealed. Now notice wicked in this scripture is capitalized as a W this wicked that they're referring to is the antichrist figure, the antichrist figure who inevitably is going to be fully inhabited by Satan. Just like Jesus Christ had the Holy ghost descend on him like a dove. And Jesus walked in the fullness of God and the fullness of the Holy ghost. Um, this antichrist figure is going to have the fullness of wickedness fully indwelled by Satan. So it says that uh, it says, and then, and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So let's pause right there. The people who will be deceived, the scripture says they're going to be deceived because they receive not the love of the truth. And if you notice government wise, there is an effort to control what is truth, right? As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure uh, the government came up with a ministry of truth. Um, so they're coming up with this ministry of truth, right? Um, is evidence that they're trying to control what truth is. And because everything has been moved to social media, what's happening now is that social media has these fact checkers and they have all these different things to uh, to to basically consider themselves the arbiters of truth. This is why when somebody like Elon Musk takes over Twitter, a lot of people got concerned, particularly the media people and anybody else who who just agrees blindly with what they say. They got concerned about that because in order to really have dialogue, you have to have two sides. But what's, what's happening with this whole ministry of truth, right, is that, is that uh, there's only one side. So a lot of y'all might not even know what I'm talking about. Let me share this article with you real quick. 
<laughs> um, glory to God in the highest. We're just going to read this real quick. I haven't even read it, actually, but I just want y'all to know that I know what I'm talking about. So this article is by the Wall Street Journal. It looks like it might be an opinion piece. We'll just let that be what it's going to be. But it says Biden establishes a ministry of truth. The disinformation governance board already looks like a partisan instrument. This was written way back in May 1st, 2022. I say way back because y'all know how time is these days. So it says the Department of Homeland Security has announced the formation of the disinformation governance board. Okay. The disinformation governance board charged, according to Politico, with, quote, countering misinformation related to homeland security focused specifically on irregular migration and Russia in a twist to implausible in a twist to my bad in a twist to implausible for fiction. The abbreviation is DGB. One letter off from KGB. Okay. The stated goal of combating mis and disinformation is framed to seem obje unobjectionable. Who's who objects? My bad. Let me let me, let me learn how to read. Y'all, my bad. I I am apparently I ain't been in school in a long time. Y'all forgive me. Who objects to truth and pines for falsehood? DGB experts will guide the way, separating the informational wheat from the, <laughs> from, <laughs> this is kind of funny, from the disinformational chaff. But there's one small problem with empowering, quote, truth experts. Experts are people. And so I'm assuming this article probably goes on to just explain what I was talking about. But the idea is that somebody wants to be able to control what true information is and what it's not. And that was talking about something to do with Russia. But the fact of the matter is if they form that board and that coalition, they're going to put it toward other areas of society. And so what does that mean in your everyday life? Well, what it means, and this has already happened to some people is that if you get on your job, right. And somebody says somebody who is, who was uh who was uh Kevin last week he walks in now and he's Keisha and you know you know it's Kevin but he says I'm Keisha and you got to call me she if you don't call him Keisha then you're liable to lose your job and so all of this is under the umbrella of uh inclusion and it's all being pushed by the government we see a lot of the government hand we saw a lot of this with the pandemic there was a lot of information excuse me there was a lot of information um that people were being fired for um there was a lot of information that that people were being ridiculed for relationships were being lost because of the mainstream media I'm not trying to get too deep in the media because that's another part of this series, but government now has a hand in media. Right. And so what's happening is um, we saw a lot of this with, with the, with the pandemic. We saw a lot of this with the jabs when they came out. I know some of y'all don't like me talking about this either, um, but a lot of folks who have been, have been fired, right. A lot of folks who have been ostracized at, from their families and their jobs. A lot of folks who have uh, basically um, been looked at like idiots 
are now being vindicated. Right. And you probably don't even see a lot of these stories because the media doesn't necessarily want you to see them. But I just want to share some things that. Um, that should just be noted, you know what I mean? And, it, and this is about. This is about government. Um, but the fact is that a lot of these policies were implemented by government. By government. See, I'm actually trying to search it right now, but because I'm searching it on Google, right? They are, they're not, they're not really wanting me to find it. <laughs> they're not really wanting me to find it. I'm trying to go to a reputable site. I did find it when I searched it via news, right? Um, but there's a few stories I want to look at just briefly. I know this is controversial, so I'm not going to stay on it too long. But I just want to uh, cite a few things. I can do this article, but I prefer one that we've all heard of. Um, okay. I might just have to go with go with one of the first ones that comes up. I need to search something outside of Google. Let me <laughs> let me get off Google. Um So there's a few different ones. Okay, good. That's it's 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 crazy how it's crazy how I had to do that. But then again, it's not. So let me share this one. I see now. I see now they already government already trying to control the information, right? But there's a few different articles I want to show you guys. The first is that the jab, if you've taken it, it shows up in breast milk. So this title is by this title is found on MSN, but it's by the Daily Caller. COVID-19 vaccine mRNAs found in vaccinated women's breast milk study. The article reads, small levels of mRNAs from COVID-19 vaccines were found in women's breast milk in a new small study published Tuesday in JAMA Pediatrics, a specialized journal affiliated with the prestigious Journal of the American Metal Association. Researchers from the New York University Long Island School of Medicine examined 11 lactating women and detected trace levels of mRNAs in seven milk samples from the five, excuse me, from five of the participants. The study's findings differ from previous research, which also examined a small number of subjects and found no mRNA in the mother's breast milk. Now, they say it's trace amounts. I think uh, ultimately they say it's probably not that harmful. The fact of the matter is um, if you're a mother and you're breastfeeding your newborn baby, more likely than not, you don't want that, you know, trace levels of that vaccine in your baby. Your baby is only but so big Um we don't know what type of damage that can do, but because of government, citywide government, um, you know, state level, citywide, uh, a lot of this was coerced upon people. Let me show you this one real quick. Another one. Um, 
the Florida Surgeon General. Pretty reputable position. And by the way, if you if you got that jab, I'm not trying to scare you or nothing like that. Just <laughs> just let it be what it is. The only point I'm trying to make is that um and the point that I made from the beginning is that people should not be ostracized for deciding that they don't want to put this into their body. So let's go to Forbes, since I know some people don't like Fox News. This article says. This article says. Florida Surgeon General warns against young men getting COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. What's his justification? On October 7th, the office of Florida's Surgeon General Joseph A. Ladapo, MD, PhD, issued a heartfelt, so to speak, announcement, and it was a doozy. Ladapo recommended against males aged 18 to 39 from receiving mRNA COVID-19 vaccines, essentially going against the recommendations of the Center for Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and numerous other scientific organizations around the world. So what evidence did Ladapo provide to support this recommendation? Did he say that he surveyed all of the existing scientific literature? Nope. Did Ladapo, oh, this article is going to go against it. Did Ladapo look at all of the available data? Not exactly. The only, quote, evidence presented was an analysis apparently conducted by the Florida Department of Health. Ladapo claimed that this analysis found an increased risk of cardiac-related death among men 18 to 39 in the following tweet. So the tweet reads, today we released an analysis on COVID-19 mRNA vaccines the public needs to be aware of. This analysis showed an increased risk of cardi cardiac-related death among men, 18 to 39. Florida will not be silent on the truth. And just to reiterate, this is the Surgeon General, right? So um, our government... Uh, has more or less imposed this on people during certain points. They started to ease up because of stuff like this. But, um, you know what I mean? That's look, it, it looks like it's controversial, but it's a study. You know what I mean? It's a study and it's not some bum on the street. It's the surgeon general of an entire state who conducted his own analysis. So take it with a grain of salt. I'm just making sure that y'all are aware of, disinformation because it doesn't always get out let's look at one more um new york employees when okay this is one last one we'll look at because it's not this this talk not entirely about about uh medical so this is on Fox News. It says New York Supreme Court reinstates all employees fired for being unvaccinated orders back pay. State Supreme Court found that being vaccinated does not stop. They put in quotes, quotes, does not stop the spread of COVID-19. But your government told you that it did. Don't forget that. 
And I told you to wait. You know what I mean? But I'm not I'm not. This ain't about me. So it says a New York state Supreme Court ordered all New York City employees who were fired for not being vaccinated to be reinstated with back pay. The court found Monday that, quote, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. New York City Mayor Eric Adams claimed after an early claimed earlier this year that his administration would not rehire employees who had been fired over their vaccination status. New York City fired roughly 1,700 employees for being unvaccinated earlier this year after the city adopted a vaccine mandate under former Mayor Bill de Blasio. This is government. Many of those fired were police officers and firefighters. So... You guys can read all of these articles for yourselves or look this up yourselves. I'm just a messenger. But it's just interesting to see the hand that government has. And so when we think about all of this change that we see around us, uh, we got to look at Daniel chapter 7. Because just like Second Thessalonians was talking about this man of sin, this Antichrist figure is also referenced in Daniel chapter 11 as well, if I'm not mistaken. It might be Daniel chapter 11 as well, but let me let me get to the whole thing so I, so I ain't got to make y'all sit through the whole chapter. Uh, okay. I know I'm kind of like in the middle. Okay, let's pick up here. Let's let's pick up here. This is Daniel chapter 7. Hold on. This is Daniel chapter 7. You can read the whole thing in your free time, but we're going to pick up around verse 19. So it says this, then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the other, from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces and stamped the residue with his feet and of the 10 horns that were in his head and of the other, which came up and before whom three fell even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things whose look was more stout than his fellows. I beheld and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Right. So um, you got this uh, figure. It says that he makes war with the saints and prevails against them. One of the things this is talking about is, the preservation of the standard that God has in the earth, right? Um, when we're talking about government and how we interact with one another, you know, the truth is God determines what a family is. God determines um, how we should function, how we should live. God has already given us his word. And uh, more or less, this country being a Christian country is based off of God's word, but the tug of war and is to 
progress us away from the word of God. That's where all of this is headed. And one of the ways that it has to do that is it has to break the American spirit. This American spirit, um, and I don't mean literally spirit, but um, this idea of what it means to be an American is to is to be this land of the free, home of the brave. Um, you can't have an antichrist figure rule the entire world if you got this quote unquote rebellious nation. I don't even like using the word rebellious because it make you think of wicked, but you can't have them. You can't have him rule the entire world if you got these people over here that just want to do whatever they want. So you have to break down nationalism. This is why you see Christian nationalism being under attack. They associate Christian nationalism with white supremacy. And so when you associate those two things together, um, what you do is you villainize people who are Christians who who want to put America first. So this is very strategic. You know, if you if you look at this election and why certain people won, why certain people didn't, it's because the media is able to do a great job of villainizing certain components. So if you look at something like Roe versus Wade, Roe versus Wade was a decision that basically said the states can decide whether abortion is going to be legal or not. And what that ultimately meant was there are certain states, as soon as that law got implemented, that did not have abortion being legal because, uh, you know, it was those states never went, were on board with that. It was the Roe versus Wade that was making them do it. So once that got implemented, what the liberals did was they they tied that into women's rights a quote unquote woman's right to choose to kill their baby or not. And so once they did that, then they started tying, they started associating it with all these other things. Like what, what other laws are they going to repeal back next? So you start looking at like interracial marriage, which nobody is talking about. (laughs) You start looking at things like slavery. And so the, the, the incident of one particular case, they were able to successfully, combine that with all these other things like women's rights, uh, white supremacy, all this other different type of stuff, which which makes you disregard the morality of the first issue because you might have interest in these other things that they're talking about. So it's, it's very it's very wicked. Right. But it goes into what we're about to read, how this Antichrist figure um, changes times and laws. And by the way, I'm going to put the uh, thing in the chat. If anybody wants to hop in this discussion, feel free to click the link. So, so the article says, or the, or the scripture says, rather, it says, verse 21, I'm in Daniel chapter 7, verse 21, I beheld in the same horn made, made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Until the ancient of days came and judgment was given to the saints of the most high and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Uh, Let me scroll down some because there's a particular. Okay. 23. Thus he said. 
The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another shall rise after them. And he shall be diverse from the first and he shall subdue three kings and he shall speak great words against the most high and shall wear out the saints of the most high and to and think to change this is what we get into and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time that's basically if i'm not mistaken three and a half years a time is one year times i think is two years and a dividing of times, I think, is a half a year. But the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. That means his thoughts, his deep thoughts. And my countenance changed. That means his, his, his demeanor, his facial expressions. But I kept the matter in my heart. So I want to go back up to where it talks about verse 25. It says, and he shall speak, this referring to the, this Antichrist type figure, and he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. That's persecution. And think to change times and laws. This is what we see going on right now in government. Every time you turn around, somebody is trying to change a law. If you look at the world today versus 50 years ago, 100 years ago, it's night and day. And it's a gradual, slow, gradual process. And they, sh and they shall be given into his hand until, until a time and times and the dividing of times. And so there's a lot of manipulation that's going on. There's a lot of uh, misinformation that's going on. Um, there's a lot of struggle for power. So when you see all of these different um, power struggles going on, what the end game is, is, is that the kingdom of darkness is trying to condition this world to be able to receive this antichrist figure when he comes on. So when the antichrist figure comes on and he's going to be talking about uh, he's going to be lawless, right? Because he's a man of lawlessness. That means you can't have any laws, right? Lawlessness is basically chaos, right? It's basically everything that goes against the laws of God. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. I've been talking for a long time, so I want to get into some chat tonight. I see a few comments. God bless everybody who's joining in. Sister Marcia says, this is so sad. I've caught COVID twice. Once in January, second time in October because of being around employees. However, the ones that have been vaccinated and boosted caught it several times. That is sad, sister, and I'm sorry you had to go through that, um, but I'm grateful that you made it through. 
And I know some people that have contracted COVID. They say it's not. Well, well, really, really, it varies. Right. So I know some people who contracted COVID who didn't have any symptoms. Or let me say it this way. They, they tested positive and didn't have any symptoms. I know other people who contracted COVID who were down and out for a few days, low energy, uh, not a lot of sleep. You know what I mean? Um, breathing issues. But all the ones I know that were going through it, when they went through it, they recovered. Um, then I know some people have said that the symptoms are like, like, uh, like somebody described it as knives in your throat. You know, like just really bad. So I hope yours wasn't that bad. Either way, I'm grateful that you made it through. Um, as bad as it is, the majority of people make it through. And when I say majority, I'm talking like over 90, 95 percent. Um, you know, so it's nothing to play with. But at the same time, it's also nothing to like shut down the world over either. It's just a fact of life. <laughs> and death is a part of life. And this is unfortunately just one other thing that can now potentially kill you. This whole pandemic really exposed how people see life and death. Um, and I'm not getting on anybody for being fearful or anything like that. I'm not Mr. Macho. Like, I'm, you know, I got, don't nobody want to die for real, for real like that. But there's a scripture in Hebrews I mentioned often. It says that Satan is able to control people through the fear of death. Okay, so as believers, we technically should not fear death because we already know that if we are in right standing with God, when we leave this earth, we're going to have eternal life. That's what Jesus promised us. So if you understand that, um, you you don't let people like government motivate you and control you based on whatever they tell you. But the people who don't have that resolve and that understanding or they're just not there, like, you know, you're not right with God. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you just been wilding out and, and, and maybe you don't have any faith or you don't know which religion is right. Those people, all they have is the world. They have hope in this world. And the scripture says that if you have hope in this world, then you're of all men most miserable. So it allowed the, that fear allowed government to be able to control basically almost an entire society. It's affected us economically. It's affected us re relationally. It's affected us medically. And when I say medically, I mean other ways like, you know, suicide rates, you know what I mean? I don't know if you're supposed to say that word on YouTube, but, you know, stuff like that. Um, mental health, uh, those type of things. It's all these different ways that it's affected us because of the fear of death and the government having that control. So it really boils down to who is really your God? Is God your God or is government your God? And I think um, the people that that allowed themselves to just be able to be fully manipulated and fully malleable to whatever was was being spoken from 
some podium somewhere, even if it contradicts itself two weeks later and contradicts itself again a month after that, they're still trusting it. You know what I mean? Why? Because that's the only thing they can trust. Humans are dependent creatures. We There's a whole bunch of stuff we can't control and we need maintenance and sustenance. You need food or else you're literally going to wither away. Right. You need shelter or you literally, depending on where you live, you might freeze to death. Right. So so we need provision. And if you see God as your provider, you're going to look to him ultimately as the one who's taking care of you. But if you don't have a relationship with God, then you're going to see whoever else is right in front of my face or whoever looks like they have the power, that's going to be the person that I lean to. And so a lot of that was exposed. It's tough. Marsha says, my aunt who works in transportation took the first vaccination and had a blood clot on her heart. She said she would not get another one. I'm sorry to hear that that happened to your aunt. Um, I'd be curious to know what, what your aunt's health was beforehand. But there's a lot of stories like that. You don't see them often unless you kind of know where to look. But I got a buddy. He's a fitness buff. He's one year older than me. So he's about 39. Um, you know, uh, I overheard him talking to my mom. I think this might have been around the holidays last year. So it might have been like Christmas last year. And I think he was saying that he had a heart issue and he was seeing his doctor and stuff like that. And I did not ask him if he took the the jab or not, because look, I'm old school, right? Old school, meaning that when I came up, it was like you didn't discuss people's medical information unless they volunteered it. But now we just in this climate, like everybody just want to want to say everything. That being said, let me say this publicly. If I die, feel free to tell anybody how I died. Right. And I say that because people just been dying left and right. That people every time you turn around, somebody is dying. And I'm not talking about like old, elderly, 90 year old people. I'm talking about young people, young 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, you could call 60s young when they're not really young, but you know what I'm saying? Like people of all ages seem to have been dying very often and also very abruptly. And I don't know if we're getting used to it or what, but it's like people are just dying. And you, you try to figure out why somebody died. And, and, and I know it's impolite to ask. So that's why I'm telling y'all, look, if, if I just, if, if brother Greg just pop up dead, you can tell him exactly what happened to me. I don't have no issues about it. Cause I be one to know. I be like, forgive me if I shouldn't be this nosy, <laughs> but if I see somebody and they look perfectly healthy, I be wanting to know it's a lot of weird stuff going on. Let me show y'all something else weird since we're on this topic now. I've been meaning to talk about this a little bit anyway. Um, this happened a while back. I can't remember if I said it on here or not. But there have been people 
whose faces have just been randomly malfunctioning. One of which is Justin Bieber. This, I think he's back to normal now. So let me say that first and foremost. But regardless of the fact, I don't care if you get back to normal or not. <laughs> I don't, in under any circumstance, want my face looking at all like this ever. I don't like CNN that much, but let's... Now, let's go to New York Post. Okay, it says... Can y'all, yeah, y'all can see that. It says, Justin Bieber performs for first time since scary face facial paralysis. I missed you. So this picture that you see in the center is earlier in the year where basically this entire side of his face, I'm not sure if y'all can see my mouse or not. This entire side of his face was just weird. Let me see if we have the original video. See, this this Instagram video is not coming up. So I don't know if that is because Justin Bieber took it down or, oh no, that's just a performance. But there was a video that he put out and he was talking real time. And in that video where he was talking real time, it was like really weird looking at his, that's, a, that's is it right here. Like this whole side of his face was just paralyzed. Now, can we definitively say that this is a result of the jab? No, I don't think we can definitively say that. But what I can definitively say is as far as I know, his face has never done that before. And I think we need to make mental notes when stuff like this happens because you need to figure out like what's going on with people's faces. Let me show you all another one. Katy Perry. Katy Perry um, recently performed and she could not hold her eye up. Um, you know, it's from Fox News, uh, CNN. Okay, I'm looking for the video. But basically, it looked like she might have been at the end. Okay, look, I don't know what type of images I'm going to get from this lady. Okay, that's it at the bottom. I don't know if y'all can see that. Hold on real quick. So basically, she just got done performing a song, or maybe she's just standing there. And what you see is her eye is struggling to stay open. And she's literally trying to, like, hold it up. And it just looks weird. Now, I don't know if something was in her eye. I don't think that's it. Because something in your eye wouldn't really be that big of an issue. But it's strange. Now, it could have been one eye symbolism she was trying to do. I'm not even getting into that tonight. But what's up with people's faces? And what's up with people dying? You know what I'm saying? I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. This is just stuff I'd be wondering. You know what I mean? Because if it does turn out that this is some sort of um, 
mass genocide, that'll be tragic. And I'm praying that it's not. I don't care that much about being right um, at the expense of people's lives because I know people personally who have been jabbed and all that. My mom, she's she's she she whatever the, the media tells her, she basically believes it blindly. So she got her jab. She got her booster. Um, I'm sure she probably got the next booster. I think they on number four talking about annually now. Now that, you know, people getting the flu shot as well. So who knows? Uh, who knows? But I'm sorry that that happened to your aunt. As I was talking about my friend, I don't know if he got it or not. What I do know is that he works for D.C. public schools. And if you're a D.C. public school teacher, you're you were at one point required to get it. As a matter of fact, I think the students in D.C. public schools were required to get it as well, which is another form of your government. Um, so we almost at the end, but y'all answer that question for me. Where is our government headed? That's what I'm talking about tonight. Marsha says, whoever felt forced to take it, I pray that they won't bow down to what's coming next. For Christ, I live and for Christ, I die. And you have to be fully convinced of that. And that only comes with being in the presence of God. Absolutely. You know, like I said, I'm not going to say it makes somebody more or less Christian because you made that choice. My my position from day one, bro, just let, let me live. Just let me cook. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a reactionary type person. I like to sit down and process stuff. So like I said, let me process about 10, 15 years. <laughs> you know, by that time, hopefully y'all won't be talking about it. B says WEF has someone named Noah saying humans are hackable. Just weird stuff. I'm not sure if that's the World Economic Forum. WEF, I don't know, but that is weird. It sounds very weird. Anti-GOP. <clears throat> Marsha says, the first time it affected my breathing and my throat. The second time it affected my throat and my strength. The first time I was down. The second time it wasn't that long. Well, hopefully your body is building up immunity. Um, I'm glad you made it through. I think it's just one of these things we're going to have to deal with. To the best of my knowledge, I haven't contracted it. Um, I went. I had a good little run. I had a run of not being tested. I had a run of of, of seemingly not catching it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it wasn't until I got back to work that my job started making me get a weekly test. So I really didn't like sticking that thing up my nose. But every time I did take the test, it was negative. I would be curious to get the antibody test to see if I ever did contract it. But as far as I know, I haven't contracted it by the grace of God. Um, but who knows? I might have and and my body might have just beat it. You know what I mean? I got, I'm, I'm a, I, I don't know how good or bad my immune system is, you know, but I, I eat a lot of stuff. So I probably didn't ate enough to build my immune system. Marsha says psychological, chemical and biological warfare is what's happening. The other thing the government is doing is is using a lot of fear-based mechanisms, specifically climate change, to be able to implement policies. So 
you look at something like California, California, if I'm not mistaken, they're saying that they don't want any new cars being sold that are not electric. I think it's by 2035. Meanwhile, as as they're saying this real time, they're having power grid issues, right? So, and that's just with a few people who have electric cars. So how are you going to be able to sustain an entire population of electric cars? My bad. <laughs> if you're, if you're having issues right now with the people, with the power as it is, I'm not sure they're thinking this out. Y'all know how I feel about this administration. I think this administration is purposely trying to be inept um, for the purpose of sabotaging America um, for the ultimate purpose of this Antichrist regime. I think that's what's going on spiritually. I think it's also what's going on globally because they promote what's called globalism. So globalism is this idea that every country and everybody in the world functions as a global community. The spiritual reasoning for globalism is the amalgamation of the Antichrist government because you can't have him rule over a bunch of separate nations. He has to rule over one global government. Now, that global government, I think we read, is going to have like 10, 10 heads or something. So it's going to have zones. There are going to be, I think, 10 different zones that are going to be set up. But ultimately, he's going to rule over them. They're all going to be in agreement. You got to tear down some countries and, and some policies to do all of that. B says, I experienced a close neighbor who got it and he literally dropped dead on his way to the store down the street. Now, sister, when you say it. Are you saying somebody who got COVID and dropped dead? Or are you saying somebody that got the jab and dropped dead? Because I mean, both of them are pretty important, but. But uh, that's kind of crazy because I'm assuming you're talking about the jab. That's kind of crazy that your neighbor got it and then he literally dropped dead on the way to the store. How old was your neighbor also? That's crazy. Yeah, that Katy Perry thing was wild. <laughs> hey, I ain't like that. Right, it did look weird, didn't it? Marsha says, and your mother has a praying son. Glory to God. You know what I mean? I pray for, you know, my, my rest of my family got it. Aunts got it. Cousins got it. Um, friends got it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. That's just it. Brother Marcus says, I thank God I didn't take it. I pray for the Christians who did. Yeah, absolutely. B says 2030 agenda for global NWO. Yeah. Marcus says it takes 45 minutes to fully charge a Tesla. You will not be able to efficiently travel long distances in a car and they can shut these cars down. I'm not buying a car without a muffler too quiet that I think you may have stumbled upon a larger point, a larger long term goal for these for these electric cars in that. They can shut them down at any point. They can know where you are at all times. 
Um, you're not as mobile as you want to be. So they want to get people off of independency. The whole goal of, of uh, wicked government is to make people dependent on them. They want to become your God. This is why I always say the best case scenario for people is to have small government. We do need we do need policies because we have to live amongst one another. But you don't want to have so much influence in government that it begins to infringe upon your rights to live. You know, the, the, the goal, <laughs> the idea is not to the idea behind the government is not for them to run your life. It's for them to basically allow society to function healthily. But a lot of it is getting to the point of running your life. And so they condition you with stimulus checks. They condition you with handouts. They condition you all while taking so many of your taxes. You got to really think about this. You know, when, when this country first got started, they went to war over a tax on tea, right? A simple tea tax. So that's how they were rocking back then. But we've gotten to the point now they take so many taxes out of your out of your paycheck. And somebody made a point on TikTok. It was a young lady. It made a whole lot of sense. I can't say it like the, as best as she said it, but she was like, OK, so. So I work. And then you then I get a paycheck. You take taxes out of that paycheck and then. When I go to buy something, you give me sales sales tax on the money that I'm already spending. And then the people that gain that money from me, they have to pay taxes as well on the money that I just gave them, which has already been taxed. And, uh, and she gave maybe like two or three more examples. And the point she was making is just like this. This tax thing is crazy. It's gotten out of control. Um, Sister Kiki says, I didn't take it. My family tried to persuade me to get it so badly, but I couldn't go through with it. But God bless you, sister, for standing your ground. I know a lot of people were in that situation with their families. You know, it's like, man, my family. And see, this, this is, this is, <laughs> um, I'm not a family guy. I love my family, but I'm not I'm not like Mr. Family. So I don't have anybody pressuring me like that. You know, I live by myself. I see them on Thanksgiving. I see them at the cookout. You know what I mean? Uh, but I didn't have anybody pressuring me. So I don't know what that's like to have your family breathing down your neck like that. But Jesus kind of said, you know, they say, hey, Jesus, your mother and your brother are standing out front there looking for you. He said, my mother and my brother are those that do the will of God. So I get it. I'm not saying it's easy, but, you know, sometimes if you disagree with something, you just got to disagree. I already know, like, politically, uh, socially, religiously, if my family knew how I felt about certain things, they probably... <laughs> They wouldn't even like me. You know what I mean? Like, because I don't agree with abortion. 
I don't agree with the LGB. I don't agree with the the illicit drug use. You know what I mean? I, I'm not rocking with any of that stuff. I don't agree with uh, big government and all of these handouts because it results in inflation, as I said, probably like last year. And now we see it happen. Everything has gone up. It's not by accident. Um, I don't agree with uh, families that don't have dads in the family. You know what I mean? If that's your situation, you know, sometimes life happens. I get it. I'm not trying to uh, pick on anybody. But idealistically, I think families need a mother and a father and, and you know, children. Um, it's a bunch of stuff. I don't <laughs> like this. The whole. I guess I just don't fit in with the world, with our society, Western culture as it as it's headed. And that kind of gets to the question, where is our government headed? All these things I'm talking about are being framed by government. B says, I visited my mother the day she got the jab and she was experiencing shortness of breath. She thought she was going to die. Wow. I'm very sorry to hear that, sister. Um, And see, see these stories that you're telling me about your mother and about your neighbor. The the, the media is not going to tell you this. They don't have an interest in telling you that. And then if you go on certain platforms and try to tell it, they might ban you from the platform. So there are a lot of people with these particular stories I think that all of these cases are supposed to be reported into a system called VAERS. Um, and what VAERS is supposed to do, VAERS is a database where anybody who has vaccine injuries is supposed to report it. So I haven't been keeping up with VAERS. And, and by the way, if you want to report something like that, it's V-A-E-R-S. Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. This is a government-sponsored system by HHS, and they report these incidents to the CDC. I haven't looked on VAERS a lot, but technically that's where these cases are supposed to be reported. Um, but people need to share because other people need to know, like, hey, if B's mom, if Beatrice's mom got it and she experienced shortness of breath the first day and she thought she was about to die that's something i want to know um b says i was pressured but didn't do it anyway i just couldn't believe the fear people were living in i will admit i was very surprised like <laughs> i was very surprised how much of the minority i was in <laughs> when it came to this you know what I mean? And, and and even my man Kyrie. Even my man Kyrie. See, Marsha says it is it's headed to for the new world order. That's ultimately where it's headed. You know, when I say globalism and all that, that all that's new world order. Um, but Kyrie, he was an NBA player who chose not to take it. I think in the beginning, Aaron Rodgers, the football player, he chose not to take it. Um, I don't know if he did. Ultimately, the tennis player, um, I can't remember if it was Djokovic. I think it was Djokovic. 
If it wasn't Djokovic, it was the other dude. Uh, but there was a, there were a couple of tournaments that he wasn't able to participate in because he didn't choose to take the vaccine. One of which was the U.S. Open. Looked like he probably didn't take it. He says he has no regrets. You know what I mean? I always liked Djokovic. Um, look, simple guy. I don't have any regrets. I mean, I do feel sad that I wasn't able to play at the U.S. Open. But that was a decision that I made. And I knew what the consequences would be. So I accepted them and that's it. But it's unfortunate that there had to be consequences. Now I get it. We're learning as we go. There was information that was not available to us that's available to us today. But I still don't appreciate um, the coercion from government in those situations. If you tie anything to somebody's livelihood, you can control them. So, yeah, I don't know if Djokovic ultimately got it, but yeah, it was Djokovic, Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving. It might have been a few others, but those were the three biggest names in sports that I saw that refused to get it. Um, Sister Kiki says, it's hard to really imagine America completely turned upside down in ruins. We walk around and live normal lives. We may have terrible things happen to our nation. Definitely quite possible. Some people say America's mystery Babylon in the Bible. Um, I got to study that a little bit more. She says, but I know that it will turn into a new world order is crazy. But to know that it will turn into a new world order is crazy. It is. Um, let me, let me, let's look at, I'm about to, we about to sign off, but let's go to Revelation chapter 13 real quick. Um, I don't know if I want to read it or not. It's just talking about the mark, but this is just one thing I want to close out with in terms of government. I'm going to read this chapter, then we're going to wrap it up. It says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And a great dragon gave him his power, and his seat, and great authority as government. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly head wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast and they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast who is able to make war with him? 
So they think he's invincible. They think this beast is God. And the whole world is saying it. Verse five, and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months. That's seven years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. That's why that's that's globalism. Right. One person in control of all kindreds, tongues and nations. Verse eight. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He that kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Wow. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb. And he spake as a dragon. And he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them that and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he does great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceives them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Hmm. Now, Revelation is metaphorical, is spiritual, but I'm just reading it. We ain't got time to really. You know, there's a lot. Of, you got to do a lot of prayer to read this book. Well, to dissect this book. 15. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he calls of all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell except he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred three score and six. That's six hundred and sixty six. So I just want to close out with that. It's wild. I see a couple last comments. B says, for two years, I took the stairs in the building I work in just to avoid people looking at me crazy for not wearing a mask and also people questioning me. Wow. That's wild. You know, so like I said, opening up, we just had the midterm elections. Um, people don't see it only as policy anymore. 
people see it as spiritual. Some of us. Um, the scripture says this. What are we supposed to do as believers? Second Corinthians 7 and 14. Let me make sure that that's it. Second, no, not Corinthians, my bad. Second Chronicles 7 and 14. Is this what I want? It says this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That's what God is calling us to do. I know a lot of a lot of it is already written. Yeah, I know I shared a lot of eschatology and a lot of what's happening in the end times with the Antichrist. But the fact of the matter is we don't really know how far off we are from all of that. <laughs> so we gotta fight as though we gotta fight as though this can be turned around. That fight is spiritual. That fight is reaching people and sharing the gospel of Christ, because the more people that become born again, the more people. I don't know if y'all heard that Siri. I don't know what I said. I do not like Mac. I don't like Apple. <laughs> I love this computer for video and I'm sitting there talking. This S.I.R.I. just pop out of nowhere. Um, made me forget what I was talking about. Um, yeah, it's a lot going on. You notice a lot of this channel has been a had a little more politics in it the last couple of years. It's only because they're being merged. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's being merged and our fight is spiritual first and foremost, you know, but I do believe we got to preserve stuff. If you got kids that are in schools and you want these schools to teach them a certain type of way and not teach them certain type of things, we got to preserve that. So, I, so, so listen, this is part three of this series. I think we more or less covered a lot of the influence that government has, um, a lot of what's going on, a lot of the coercion, a lot of the policy, a lot of the, 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 the shift towards lawlessness right the question at the bottom where is our government headed it's really headed toward lawlessness this antichrist figure he's going to be a savior type figure he's actually going to come and try to bring uh peace okay um, he's going to try to bring peace which is one of the reasons why he's going to be received it's going to be birthed out of chaos and but ultimately the way that that he will make people live is lawless you know what i mean and when i say lawless what i mean is anti-christ right see 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 the law is established by God. The Bible says in first John chapter four, maybe I could be wrong. Something like sin is the transgression of the law. So sin under the old covenant is the transgression of the law of God. 
you know, and then when I say that, I mean God's moral law. I mean the law of Moses. All of that is considered sin, the law, the transgression against the law. Under the new covenant, sin is still the transgression of the law, but we're under the law of the spirit, meaning the spirit of God. And so the things that are written in the scriptures were inspired by the spirit of God. The Bible says that all scripture is given for rebuke, reproof, correction. Um, and it was written by holy men of God under the inspiration of God. So whatever we read in those letters that Paul and Peter and James wrote and whoever else Jude wrote, that's under inspiration of the, of the spirit of God. And if we transgress that, that's considered sin as well as the spirit of God working in your life. If you do something contrary to him, that he may have spoken to you in Rhema, not in the logos, the written word of God, but revealed to you personally, that also counts as sin. So I say that to say that certain things in the word of God, societal wise, um, that we understand to be sin. But the government is moving away from that. So I was actually surprised at the Roe versus Wade decision. You know, that seemed to be a step in the right direction. But 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 you always got to scrutinize this stuff and really figure out what's really going on. Um, I think a lot of that decision and the timing of that decision affected the midterms in a way that worked against the Republican or conservative party, because I think that they were able to market that decision and put fear into women and their rights and then put fear into other groups, you know, immigration. Cause it was like, Oh, if they did that to that law, they can do that to anything. So it's a whole kit and caboodle, but listen, God is good. Oh, yes. As soon as they say peace and safety, sudden destruction. Yeah, God is good, fam. Thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit. Um, Lord willing, we'll be back on Thursday for Bible study, Saturday, next Saturday for Solid Talk. That's all I have in this solid talk. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object culture living godless i can't even call it we in the last days babylon is falling don't kill the messenger i can't mess with your points got a plethora this life will keep on testing you just walk and get the best of you i'm trying to tell you bruh only around the shell we say we're trying to get the rest Speaking of you out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect 
Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Try to keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in